all of this anxiety, stress, they are biochemic. Yeah. Yes, they, they are. are runs in your yeah. body. So they have to they have to be somewhere. It's not on your mind. It's also on your mind, but everything that is in your mind is on your body. So where? Where? I, I have a really stressful day. And I all I, I, I tell my patient, oh, so where? Where what? Where? Where's stress? stress? Yeah. Let people look at me. I, she, she's crazy. No, no. Show me in your body. Because when you're got stress, you have a, a physical response. You do like this, you do like this. What do you do? You close your jaw. What do you do when you're stressed? Oh, I don't know. Have you ever wondered what could be causing your anxiety or depression or even that funky fatigue that wears on your mood and your emotional well being? This is a question that I get from women often because right now, no surprise, rates of anxiety, depression, even loneliness are at an all-time high. Many of us are feeling a bit depleted and it's taking a toll physically and emotionally. Women want to know what they can do naturally to address unexplained anxiousness and mood swings that throw them off. And today, we're going to answer those questions. I invited Dr. Tamara Castillo to share her best tools to move us out of a state of anxiety and to understand how we can get more attuned to our bodies to reduce anxiousness, tension, stress, and discomfort. She talks about how when we really understand what's going on with our bodies, because as we know, anxiety can be so physical, right? When we can understand our bodies, we can really learn how to heal. Now, Dr. Tamara also shares what she has learned from treating cancer patients over the years and what the body is really trying to tell us. Now, before we dive into all of this, I want to quickly sing her praises. Dr. Tamara Casserle is a specialist in Chinese traditional medicine. At her clinic, she treats sleep disorders, thyroid disorders, cancer, intestinal diseases, anxiety, migraines, hormone issues, and at always, she takes a holistic approach to healing. She's the author of Healing Without Medicine, Eating Without Guilt, and Full Balance, all winners of the Garmin Awards. Now, she has a new book out that we're going to be talking about today, specifically about rituals that can help to heal our body from the inside out. Without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Tamara to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Tamara, honey, how are you doing today? I'm doing perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you and congratulations on your new book. Thank you. You know, the second that your book came into my hands, I just knew this was a just a potent conversation to have around how we can reduce stress. And one of the things that I love so much especially for women, is rituals that help them to reduce burnout, stress, and anxiety, and overwhelm. And this is exactly what your book delivers and what your message delivers. And so what I'd love to just start out with is wanting to know what was the defining moment for you when you like you got the download yeah. <laughs> that you're like, we need this. Like we desperately need rituals that feel good, that that are easy to implement, that we can do immediately to feel better in our bodies and to reduce all the chaos that's happening in the world. For me, I think that if I, I've, I've been a doctor for 15 years and um, I think the last three years were a bit difficult uh, for all the doctors, I think. <laughs> People are really, um, we are all um, really anxious and it was really difficult. And what I felt actually, it was I, I think my patients weren't getting so much um, benefit from my appointments because they go home and then the news, everything, and I, three days later, they are completely ruined again. And I was like, how can I do this? Because if I cannot see them two, two, two or three times a week. So I need to do something 
to change their way and to make them alone uh, come into to the center and, and to lower anxiety and lower stress and put them to sleep uh, without the minimum drugs <laughs> that, that I can. And um, what I felt was an, if, an inefficiency. I, actually, it was my call to action because I said, what? this is not going to work. It worked for 12 years, but now it's not working. So what can I do? And that's why I did it. <laughs> that's wonderful. And did you find the rituals that you implemented for your patients? Because I totally agree. Like there's only so much that we can do in the office. You know, a, so much of how we navigate our health journey is what we do at home or in our day-to-day lives. And so it's, sure. it's one thing to be a practitioner and offer recommendations or protocols it's another thing for people to have tools at home that they can really feel good about implementing that can pull them out of those moments. Because when we think about like high stress or high anxiety, um, gosh, it just it just pulls us away so quickly um, and it can feel so overwhelming to be in the moment. Um, and so what I'd love to dive into is, you know, how have you helped your patients and women at large navigate those moments, the times that they're really in it? Um, and, and, and navigate in the sense that how have you, uh, what kind of rituals can we use to pull ourselves out of that kind of chaos or that anxiousness, that overwhelm that, you know, it just feels like a spiral. Yeah. And you can, you cannot control it. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Um, what are some rituals that we can, we can use that can help us specifically in those moments where it feels like there's nothing we can do. I I know a ton of it, but I will teach you that I, I, I suffered from, I suffered from anxiety long years since I was little actually so um not only I use them for a long time um but my patients use them a lot too I have a lot of patients with anxiety and uh, with burnout when we're all over the place and then I, I will always teach them to breathe in the, in the in the appointments that's the first thing because without breathing you cannot do almost any ritual <laughs> so the most important thing is to breathe okay so um what I when when it's an anxiety attack, a panic attack, something like this, when it's going to because it's an energy that goes up, you know, um, and when it's coming up, normally the one thing that I do that is really really quick is to bite your finger, your your point of your fingers. If you bite them, it will really help. Uh, and if you block your breathing for just two seconds and do a lot of lot of strength, like like you do like this, then when you relax. All your parasympathetic um, activity starts to build up, and then you normally relax in in two seconds. But you have to do it repeatedly. So if it's really really difficult and really really stressful, you can bite the point of your fingers, um, and then you can breathe in and do a lot of strength, the most you can you can you can endure, and then you let go, and you repeat it like three, four, five times. If you're at home, something that works really really well to have cold water in your feet really well. For anxiety attacks, it's like instantaneous. You can just, it's like it lowers you and you it pulls you back in, you know? So it's, it works really well too. And then, of course, for, for not, not to have anxiety, you have to have rituals every day. Oh, time to bed. How are you going to bed? How are you going to get up? But this is another kind of ritual that we can talk. Oh yeah, I love it. Okay, so so when we're in it, we're having an anxiety attack, or we're feeling overwhelmed, or we're just kind of in a downward spiral. We, there's a couple strategies. One breathing is a big piece, right? Getting our breath back 
it's huge. You have to have, you have to breathe, but mo- most of the times people feel anxiety here. They feel the, the chest really, really compressed. So they have difficult breathing because of that, because they always, they, they feel, they feel too much air inside. <laughs> so breathing, it helps a lot uh, if you know how to breathe. But if you don't know how to breathe and you're listening to this for the first time, one thing you can do is just push, uh, pull your air out like <sighs> instead of putting it in, you're letting it out. Letting it out. It helps a lot too. Yeah. Because you don't feel like that pressure in your in your body. You know, some people when they are really anxious and you say breathe, they are they are stuck like <clears throat> they cannot go in. Nothing can go in. <laughs> So you can do it reversely and it works perfectly like through the mouth. And it's amazing because it calms you down. It focuses focus you on your breathing. Uh, if you have a bit more experience, you can breathe profoundly through your nose with your mouth closed and it will help um, immensely. And is there a number of seconds, like five in, five out or two in, two out? Do you, have- you can do it whatever you, you not normally, whatever you can. That's what I tell people. But if if you can three, you just repeat three, 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 three. If you can seven, perfect. Seven, 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 seven. It has to be one number that you can do it without a lot of effort, but you can repeatedly and do it repeatedly because our brain loves it has it has to have something to chew on. So you have to give him a gum. So three, three, seven, seven, five, five. It doesn't matter. It matters that it stays the same. When you breathe and you when you breathe in and you breathe out, got it. Perfect. If the number is the same. It's perfect. But if you cannot breathe in, breathe out, 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 out. It works almost as well as breathing in. It's the same. Okay. Perfect. And then when you are holding like that, you like it's a strong hold. Like hold your breath and then and really like tense up very strongly. You're just you're just pushing your diaphragm down. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're making your nave, na- uh, navel, vagal nerve. Uh-huh, vagal nerve. I don't know how you, yeah, uh, active. So you, you're lowering your heart rate actually immediately. It's, it's physical. You don't have to. You don't have to think. You just physically lower your rate, so you don't feel like going that this direction. You just feel like coming in this direction. It helps a lot. So helping to, it helps to restore the vagal tone, which we know is so important. And then it feels like, I always know that when we're in that stress response system and cortisol and adrenaline are up, like we've got to like use it. And that felt like a way of actually using those too. I know some people, like they shake it off, they dance it off, they move it off, like they shift their state so that they can shake out a lot of those. And it helps. Yeah. And but that, you have to be conscious. Yes. That, that's, you, it helps when people are a bit more conscious. Yes, you have to be a bit more conscious there. Yeah. You have to have like, a, but if you're in the beginning, you're just panicking. Yeah. So it's, and then with but it the helps. cold water, um, it's got to be, is it got to be helps. ice cold or what do we like? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. It can be tap, tap water. Okay. But it has to be on the feet. That's really important because it lowers your energy immediately. And your 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 brain has to have something to connect to. That's the most important thing. You can have to connect to something else, other than your your altered attention to yourself. You have to have some connection outside of yourself. So that's important. Cold water works. It doesn't have to be tap water. You can put your feet in directly in the sink. If you can do it, so it's or in the bathtub or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever is at hand. When when you are stressed, whatever works, and it, this works even in a in a restaurant. You can go to to 
feet, feet in water works everywhere. It's really helpful. If you cannot breathe, if you cannot find a piece to make it the exercise, and water. It helps and it's easy. And or you can you can bite on your fingers on your and fingers. your brain will also relax. Yeah. Okay, so let's the say we, we implement <laughs> any one of these and, and figuring out which one is best for you is always key because everybody is so unique. Of course. So we move through that initial step of um, the panic or the, the initial overwhelm and we're able to go through. Is there anything else we should follow it up with? Yeah, because you have not, normally you have the hangover because when you have this state, when cortisol goes all over the place and you have noradrenaline and adrenaline running through your body, then you have like a tiredness because you... It's exhausting to have anxiety, actually, and to have panic or anxiety attacks is terrible because you go, you go, you have, you have to take a bit of a nap, actually. So normally, I tell my patients when you have these kind of events and you go, you can you can move your and shift your mental state. Then I, I normally give them some binaural music, you know, the one that talks in one side and another. You you hear about this? This is really cool. And you have like 10 minutes just to chill and to have your energy back because you are depleted. So it's not, okay, I'm done with my anxiety attacks. I'm going to respond to my emails. Not like this. You have to respect that because your body went to a lot of stress and all of your body, adrenaline is all over the place, cortisol, adrenal glands, everything is completely out of balance. So you have to have 10 minutes just to, Put your energy back on, you know, that's really important. It's like an up and really low, actually, then. So you have to have like 10 minutes with music just to chill, to restore the energy, and then you get back to work. Otherwise, you have repercussions. It's like a, a, a earthquake. You have one, and then if you're not steady, you have another and another and another, and it's terrible. Just because you don't respect the period of time that you should be resting after 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. So so making sure that you give yourself an opportunity to kind of recalibrate your body yeah. back into homeostasis and it can be... That's really important. That's the most important thing. Because people think that the, the overload is when you're going through it, but it's not actually. It's the effect after that is the problem. And can and besides listening to music or laying down, maybe you know breath work, um, is it and tapping? You can do tapping? the tapping. Okay, tapping tapping works amazingly. Tapping in your just with the point of your fingers, really slowly tapping in your heart, tapping in your brain, in your center like third eye, tapping here. It's a good place to relax. Using your body to tap, it's really good. And really restores your calm and really lowers your cortisol levels. After, of course. After, of course, yeah, absolutely. Just just to have a keep up, you you, you put the, your homeostasis back in 10 to 15 minutes. Just to tapping, to listening to music, to lie down if you can. Maybe you're at work and you cannot lie down with your <laughs> headphones, but you can always tap. Tap, 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 tap. Would tap. walking be tap beneficial here, or here. should we wait to, to walk a little bit? Normally, normally I won't. I, if it's really big one, I wouldn't move. I just stay still, wait, give it time, and then you go to walk. Okay. Walk and then exercise and then dance a bit and then like shake it off a bit after. 
the 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 period of time really after the the the, the anxiety attack is really important because it's a violence to your body. It's really violent in terms of it's chem chemically, it's biochemically, it's violent and it's violent in a way because it's crazy. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I know it takes, a it takes a lot of your energy and your capacity and your resources to go through an experience yeah. like that. Um, so I love this. So one, getting yourself out of that that moment and then allowing yourself to recalibrate back to homeostasis. Yeah. Um, That's really important. Yes. <laughs> That's the most important part. Otherwise, in that week, you, you will experience it again. I, I, I so this is so great because I think so often people get right back into whatever they're doing. Like okay, the panic attack special. Oh, I will continue my 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 day. No, please, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, just to make sure everything is okay and to give time to yourselves to breathe. You know, and your brain needs a bit of a, little, a moment. Yeah, load. Yeah. I, I love that. And so I want to talk about, I know people would love to just not have them at all. They would love to just not have any of it. I know. And so one of the things I've looked into over the years is like sending the brain safety signals through rituals um, throughout the day, either in the morning or in the evening, or maybe during the day that, uh, that really signals to the brain that everything is okay and there's no reason to have a panic attack to begin with. And so I know that a lot of what this book provides too are rituals to integrate into your life so that we can reduce the amount of anxiousness and anxiety and stress that we're experiencing. So what are some of the most profound or powerful rituals that have been working for your patients and even yourself? Okay, the most most profound one that nobody likes me, likes me when I talk about it, they have to sleep. Yeah. The, so that's the most important ritual of all. If you don't sleep, talk to me about that. Talk to me about what it looks like to, to, to create, like to create a sleep ritual, you know, um, yeah, because but, I feel like you have, it you needs ha to be as intentional as so many other things that we do. Yeah. Because people underrate sleep. It's terrible. And sleep is the, the most powerful weapon you can have to everything that's related to anxiety because it's the moment in, that you're connecting with yourself, that you're disconnecting from the world, that it's silence. So it's really important. So sleep routine has to have a lot of things in, in mind. So I will talk about a few of them. The main thing is you have to have, between the time you're going to bed and the time you have to wake up, you have to have nine hours. It's not seven hours. It won't work if you're anxious. It's not eight hours because you're not going to bed and you will fall asleep in one second. So it takes time. So nine, nine hours between the period that your alarm clock goes off and the, the period that you lay in your bed. It's the amount of time needed for you to reestablish everything. So this is the first movement of the ritual that it's not easy uh, because people tend to like to do things at night, uh, which it's not a good thing to do. Uh, because our brain function with a rhythm and we are with nature. So <laughs> the rhythm is the sun. When it's sunny, we go out. When it's not sunny, you have to, <laughs> to sleep. That's the normal thing. We are animals. So our coordination with your body, our physiology with your body, our cortisol, adrenaline, uh, serotonin, dopamine, all of our good chemicals 
because they are good chemicals. And anxiety is a good thing when it's it's a, it's a good thing. It's not a the the a, a, a evil thing. The good thing when when it's completely in balance, you can have a lot and you can do a lot of things with a little bit of anxiety because it's a moving forward experience and it's a good so like energy. A little bit of anxiety potentially is like excitement or uh, it's a life force. Yeah, and it's 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 a life force when something when new project come and you like wow what would I do with with this oh I have an, an idea this is anxiety but it's a good anxiety the problem is that when this is completely off and normally it has to do with connection with connection with yourself with tiredness with the the, the way you you eat. Uh, so this is a lot of things that are important. Now, if you suffer from anxiety, or even if you don't suffer and you don't want to suffer, you have to sleep to nine hours. And a, a beautiful routine to sleep is think about your day, think about the things you don't like in your day, and what can you do tomorrow. And normally I choose a word for the day. I like to choose the word for the day. So my brain, brains are really relatively easy to work with. They are yours. And if you signal them, normally they will follow through. So you just have to be really connected to yourself and say, tomorrow I want to be free of anxiety. Tomorrow I have to, I, I want to be connected to my breathing. Tomorrow I want to be connected to myself. And normally you have a better day. And then you go to sleep and you do something that's completely and mostly important. You have to have a little bit of an auto massage. Have to touch your body, where it hurts, where it's blocked. You don't. People don't notice they have a body when they have anxiety because it's all in your mind. But you have to pay attention to your body because anxiety loves to linger on um, problems with your body, a pain, a heart rate, uh, something that gives you a dizziness. This is all triggers to anxiety. Um, little triggers. She doesn't need much. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, I have a, a best friend of mine who um, had really severe anxiety, um, and it came on out of nowhere. It came during the pandemic, as kind of like when you were talking about the inception of this book, um, and it was always like like um, on the left side lower rib area. And, and it would radiate into the heart area as well. And always felt like maybe there was a heart issue. Mind you, they're in their 30s, super young, and obviously got a lot of things checked out. And ultimately, it was it was, it was was panic attacks and anxiety, but it, it would just come and go, like this little diffuse yeah, but feeling. Anxiety loves physical, yeah. Anxiety loves fear. It's like, ooh, when it's fear, she's rubbing the hands because you just need little things. Because it, it's like implementing in your brain and then the problem is that you're not conscious. You're not in conscience. Because if you worry, you don't, you don't have it. So you have to work on your subconscious. You have to put your body safe. You have every, every night, what, where does it hurt? Do you have a blockage? Do you have a contraction? Something is hurting me. It's not hurting. You have to take care of it. So be like, because be present otherwise it, will, it. it build up. You have to understand because if you most of my patients that have anxiety are completely blocked in the in the in the in the, in here in here in the jaw everywhere they don't touch themselves they don't understand what is happening and then they have pain 
Oh, I have pain. Of course, you have a major contraction here. It's not anxiety. It's just anxiety will linger and trigger everything that you're feeling. So be aware of your body. So when you feel the pain, it doesn't trigger you. It's just, okay, I have a pain because yesterday I touched here and it was a pain. Maybe it's my my belly. Maybe it's my stomach. Maybe it's my, I should change my eating. I should. But you're in, in control of it. It's not just some pain that arises from nowhere. You know, you know your body. Most of them, most of the people doesn't know their own body. They are not aware where it hurts. It's blocked. It's not blocked. You have to understand it's your body. <laughs> you have to know it. That's really important. And a, a good a good moment to do that is when you're going to sleep. Okay, yeah, because you're you more present. An intention. You're more present. Yeah, because you're it's nothing so to we, do. You just sleep. So let me break down a little bit of this sleep ritual. One, just reverse engineer nine hours. Yeah. So <laughs> if you know, for instance, Please. if you've got a toddler or a baby, and you know, no whether no matter what time you go to bed, you guys are getting up at six a.m. because that is just the way it's going to be. There's no in and outs about it. You got to so reverse engineer. So you have to going to bed nine hours prior. Because you got to catch it on the early side. As a mom who has a toddler, I know I have to go to bed early because at the end of the day, there's no sleeping in. It's just all there is to it. And I'm always going to prioritize my and, son. And sleep, and sleep during the day doesn't count. No. Oh, okay. Good to know. Sleep during the day. I don't sleep during the day anyway, so that's great. Okay. Um, but sleep during sleep. the day doesn't count as sleeping. Perfect. Doesn't count as sleeping. Sleeping is at night. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then have a ritual that, like you said, you talked about honoring your circadian rhythms, honoring your biological rhythms. Um, have a ritual that doesn't involve a phone or a screen that please that, and then involves your body before you're going to bed really tap into your physical body um, especially please. if you're struggling with a lot of overwhelm and anxiety to kind of figure out where those points are that anxiety may take advantage of or stress stress points all of this anxiety stress they are biochemic yeah yes they, they are. are runs in your yeah. body so they have to they have to be somewhere it's not on your mind. It's also on your mind. But everything that is in your mind is on your body. So where? Where? I, I have a really stressful day. And I, all, I, I tell my patients, oh, so where? Where what? Where? Where's where the, is stress? the stress? Yeah. So the look at me. I, she, she's crazy. No, no. Show me in your body. Because when you've got stress, you have a, a physical response. You do like this. You do like this. What do you do? You close your jaw. What do you do when you're stressed? Oh, I don't know. You have to know. know. So let's like figure because it out. Because if you, even if, yeah, even if here it's completely sorted out because you sleep, you have a new day, and the physical body didn't do anything. It's just accumulating. Is there anything outside? Of, um, obviously, embrace and kind of just connect in with your body. Um, any, anything around... I mean, do you recommend, and I get, I want to make these rituals so easy and, 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 and really just available. Um, but let's say people did have this as a resource, like, would you recommend massage or does it have to be your own person or can you have no, someone no, no. help you it, it working be, on your body? It, no, no, no. You can, you can have, I, I, I have two children. I have two kids, two kids, two girls. And sometimes I, they are brought to massage. I said, Please do this to mommy. Okay. Take this off. <laughs> no, you, you, you use what you got. Got it. 
You just have to have connection with yourself. You have to know, okay, today I have a really good anxiety. I have a really good stress day. It was terrible, good in, in a bad way. Where, 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 where did you go? When I found out this news or when I did have anxiety, where, where was the blockage? Where, where, where do I felt it? Here, okay. Come here, Noah. Put, put your feet here on mommy. Help, whatever, whomever. You know, it's just the, the most important thing that it, it, is that you're connect with when I have this emotion, how is the response from my body? Where? Where? Because then you're not accumulating. That's really important because physical bodies, they accumulate. And then they well, will mess about, with your yeah, mind. I think about like pain bodies and where we store a lot of our pain and a lot of our trauma. We store a lot of our stress. And, um, and I know that can be very different for every single one of us, but like, yeah, that awareness around, around it, um, is so, so critical. Okay. So the pain body is also physical. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Because when they are triggering your pain body, you physically feel the emotion. Yeah. And then you, normally I ask my patient, where, 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 where do you feel it? Here, 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 where, where is the emotion? Because the location is important. Talk about that. So you have the, to work the, it yeah. here and then you have to work it in the physical way. How is it that the location, talk about the importance of location. I know that one of the things that we haven't touched upon yet is your, um, is your master's in oncology. So you take care of patients who are um, on cancer journeys that are, and we know that there's, you know, cancer is very multifaceted and that the trauma can be driving cancer, toxins are driving, but stress, obviously stressors are what are the biggest, you know, a, a, a culmination of stressors together. are driving cancer. And I know that a lot of this work is probably, you know, when you're working with a cancer patient and it, and it comes up that they need to be in tune with their body and in tune with their pain body and where, where is this happening? I'm sure they're thinking this is not traditional oncology. And so, no, no, yeah. Oh, they know. They already know. Okay. <laughs> they already know. But, you know, the location is important. That's why I'm always talking about location. It's not, it's not like randomly. It's like location is important. You don't, you don't allow it to accumulate in your physical body because sometimes your brains and your mind, that's so much easier to control. Because you understand your trauma, you understand your trigger, you understand the activation of your pain body, you understand when your mom does that, when you understand when your boyfriend or girlfriend does that. You know what when you are aware, you understand what is activating. That's beautiful. But then, and then you, and, you, and then your body. What are you doing with your body? Nothing. That's terrible because in your mind you have all figured out, and then your body still continues. When you're you're healing from trauma, from trauma, we all have traumas. So we have all healing to do. So when we are dealing with a trauma, no matter the the the, the big trauma, small trauma, whatever, you always have a manifestation on your body, on your physical body. So you have to not only address this, but this, because it's a connection between the both of them. And sometimes I, I I go through a lot of patients with cancer, as you 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 know, and uh, they already done a lot of work with um, therapists and spirituality and everything, and that's beautiful. But and then your physical body, 
when you were little and you have a big trauma with your mother, with your father. Oh, no, I'm completely okay with my mother and my father. Then I touch some points and they, they begin to cry. And I said, you understand that your physical body also is traumatized and also hang on to emotions. Not only our brains, we have to work. It's our physical body as well. Pain body is in our physical body as well. It's not only as Sol Eckhart Tolle said, it's not only in, not, not only here, it's everywhere. So it's important. Okay, so given that, and before, so before going to sleep, really tuning into our bodies, tuning into where things are tender or where where things are tight, or you know, you know, kind of releasing some of that. Um, and just making this a habit every single day. Um, yes, you will sleep much better. Much sleep much better, um, and and set an intention for the next day as well. Is one of the things you recommended because we're telling That's our brain really how we want it to go. Yeah, and you will normal follow through. And your brain's gonna follow through. I, I yeah, I, I do. I mean, you're, I know that at the end of the day, your brain is doing its best to just protect you and. Um, and I feel like if you can steer it in the right direction, you really, it's a very, a lot less angst and anxiety lands on your plate for sure. But you only can do that if you're connected with your needs. And that's the problem. People need to be connected to their needs. Okay. Not the needs globally that we are all. Speak <laughs> into that a little bit more. Because obviously, I mean, we, there are definitely, I, I love this conversation that we're really uncovering. What what are the root causes here? What are the things that we're not addressing? What are the things that we keep missing um, when it comes because to we really are healing all, this? We are all doing meditation. We are all doing everything. But it's important to understand. And this is a tailored job for you. What do you need? What's our, what are your needs? Not the needs of the money, job, whatever. Your needs. Your needs. What do you want? And if you ask, I always am. I'm really, I'm really a, a, a pain in the ass doctor. <laughs> I, oh, I'm always asking, what do you need? What do you want? What do you want? People, and not, they start responding, and then they, they will understand what they need. And are we talking? People don't have a clue. They no, have no, no. They especially, especially women. We're so you're a mom, right? Oh. And I'm a mom, and a lot of women listening to this are moms too, and. You know, I think about competing priorities and how, you know, as moms, we come through as moms first. It's so hard to even tune in for women in general. Like you don't even have to be a mom for this to be a situation. But then you add mom to the mix and it's like, no, it's, it's so, super my needs. What? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So like, how but do we tap into that? How did you find a way to tap into that? Obviously you're, you're, I'm, 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 I'm real. my children are, are big now, but. I'm I'm really I'm a, I'm a strange person. I'm really focused. So for me, I think I have a, a a way of living that for me, if if I'm not okay, my children cannot be okay. Because I'm unbalanced. Because I yell. Because I'm impatient. Because I and I don't want to be that person. So talk to me. Can you? So it's give a choice. Me, um, can you give me some examples of if you're okay with this? Of what, of course. You, when you tuned into your body, what did it say? What did it say that it needed? Like, what did you know that you needed? Normally, I ask myself, what do you need today? What do you need today? What do you need today? And sometimes it tells me, I need to sleep. I need to, I'm tired. Uh, it hurts. 
so I need a massage, so I book it. Uh, I need a, a really, really warm shower. I need uh, to watch something. I need to read. So it's it's talking to you. I need to stretch. I need to just don't do anything. And I'm that person who I, I'm, I'm. If my body says enough, I'm done. I'm going. I don't stretch it. You know, I don't stretch. I don't. I don't do. I love it. it. You just don't you do just, it because I don't. You don't push through. I, 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 Good for you. I don't push it because. Why is that? So I, I learned from Absolutely. my patients. I always no, feel like for because women, I learned with my patients, we, we sacrifice I, I lo- our bodies. I, I lost, you know, in the oh, sake of achievement or getting things done or the to do list or taking care of our family. And I, and for me, I have two clinics. I, I'm 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 a clinic director for thirty people, but still, at four thirty, I'm going. I'm I'm going. I'm not listening. I'm going because I'm. T- I need to. I need to. I need to read. I need to do my exercise. I need to sleep nine hours. I'm good. And tomorrow I go. I come and I'm the best that I can do. But I'm not. If I'm not the best, I don't feel good about myself. I'm tired. I get home tired. I'm not a good person to my 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 toddlers. I'm always in, in patience, and um, I like to have patience. And I see a lot of people that are really sick. So I have to be on my best behavior. I cannot be intolerant or I cannot be. So it's a kind of responsibility to myself and to others. Right. And I don't stretch it. And my, my kids know when I said, I'm going to bed, they have 10 minutes. If they're not ready, I'm going to bed. And they do what they want. They know where's the bed. So <laughs> I'm like that. I'm terrible. But I need to sleep. Otherwise, I'm a bad person. Got it. No, no, not bad. Well, yeah, you just it's it's you're less resourced. Got it. So one of the first things we can do is really just ask ourselves, what do you need? And just be quiet for a moment and listen to hear what we really need. Um, and maybe we do that a couple times a day. You know, we just do a little check-in. Yeah, just what do I need? Where normally the check-in, I do it all in my mind and in my body. And I tell that to my patients. Lunch, it's a good time when you stop to have your lunch. It hurts. It's stretch. I'm anxious. I'm not anxious. What am I feeling? What are you feeling right now? And people are, well, what are you feeling? You're not, you don't know what you're feeling. Come on. It, you have to be tuning. Not all the time, but some of the time. Otherwise, it will, it's a mess. Otherwise, it, it, it can come everything, anxiety, panic, everything. You're not connected. You're not understanding what's happening. If you're at lunch, you understand that you were a bit unsettled and you understand that you're a bit anxious, then you have resources not to come to the panic because you understand three hours ago that you are not in a good day. Maybe you avoid situations that will push you to panic. Maybe you eat better. Maybe you breathe more. Maybe you lower your rhythm of work. You can do a lot of things if you're connected and you understand how's your body today. Because you're tired, because whatever, that's not important. The important thing that you're connected and you understand, and then you can prevent. You're not just completely outside of your body and then you have a panic attack and your body goes, goes all over the place and you're like, what's happened? I didn't do anything. Yeah, but you didn't do anything to tune in too. You just stand still. 
it's not supposed to stand still. It's supposed to have a movement. Got it. So life. So the big takeaway, and I'm really appreciating this, is is that we we've got to be more tuned in with our body, especially our physical body, and really connect in to that deeper sense of what is going on, because um, that's going to really support in in have like setting in the rituals, doing the things that are going to really support us, you know, and specifically. Yeah. Support and when you us. get up to, when you get up to, it's important to have when, when, when in the morning I get up, I was in the morning, the alarm clock goes off and then you have, it can be in a child pose for a bit, just sinking in for the new day. One minute, not jump into like, like this. It's just, Settle your intention, breathe. I'm alive, I'm here. What's my body today? It's good. Everything is good. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Just tune in with your mind, your body, yourself in the morning, at night. I love it. And then you can, yeah, you just, this is the, the most, I have, in my book, I have really crazy rituals, <laughs> more difficult, but this one, everybody can do it. Easy and it's effective. It works. And when you're doing this for like one month, just this, tuning in, checking it out. And, oh, I didn't feel like this was hurting me. That's awkward. It hurts, actually. This is important. And then you you are taking care of your mind and you're taking care of your body. And if you do this for one month, <laughs> it's crazy. Amazing. You, you changed. You changed completely. My, my, one of my last questions is, you know, I know that you do see a lot of very sick patients and kind of in, in your experience over, you know, the many years you've been taking care of pretty sick people, like people who are really, really motivated to get healthy and to, to, to overcome a big disease. Um, what has been some of your kind of big aha moments in that healing journey? The locations. <laughs> That's a ha ha. Um, actually, I learned that the one aha that I learned I shared with you that it's not enough to cure your emotional body. That's a big aha for me. Because, yeah, you forgot about all those cells that are blocked and we forgot because we think our mind and your trauma and you, you change the food, you change the rhythm of life, you change everything. The people don't respond and it's happening here. And then you understand that you have to put emotion out from the body point of view. And that's hard job. The heart's job uh, for them because it hurts. And the body shows emotions by hurting a lot of time. Um, but it's a ha-ha moment because the people tend to get really bad. And it's amazing for them and for me to be a part of it of course um and naha is the sleeping hour <laughs> of cure and um, some with patients with a uh, stage three and four when they sleep right it's perfect because they don't have pain they, they have energy they can move they can do a lot of things and so it's life-changing for them. So if you get the sleep right, normally it will help a lot. 
a lot, like incredibly. Good to know. So sleep is a major, major player here. And then really getting in tune with your body and working with you know, where the physical, the physical pain is, the physical discomfort is, that's a big piece. Connected to the, connected to the pain body, to the emotional. The problem is that you have physically to release the emotion. Okay. I love it. Okay. And so yeah. <laughs> your book, I know you've given us a couple of rituals that are so profound and powerful that we can do right before going to bed, right before we, we, right when we wake up, things that we can do to check in with ourselves and really figure out our needs. But I know that there's even deeper, like you said, deeper rituals, really deep yeah, healing rituals in this book. In, in the book, I divided like three biotypes and uh, so you can have a test and you understand what's your most predominant biotype. And then for each biotype, I have specific rituals, so more specific for each person. So I think it's um, it's good. People like it. I love so. it. And I take it, I mean, what I love about it is that these are rituals that are trying to intrude in your practice. Um, you know, we're talking about, and I get that not everybody listening here is struggling with a, you know, a really big debilitating disease where they've got to turn it around. But a lot of us are struggling with anxiety and stress and overwhelm and, and burnout. And, you know, at the end of the day, the culmination of these stressors, they end up, they add up to somewhere. Um, and for us women, you know, it's, it's autoimmune conditions. It is cancer. It's cardiometabolic diseases. I mean, it's going to go one direction or the other. And so, I think having uh, it's these going, tools are so it's going, important. It's, that, that's really important to say because it's going somewhere. It's not in the void. <laughs> it's accumulating. It's somewhere. accumulating. It's going to accumulate. It's going to add up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, my love, for coming on. It was such a pleasure. I know it must be. Is it? Is it pretty late over there? Or uh uh-uh, okay. it's um, nine. It's eight o'clock. Okay, uh, it's not late. Okay, it's almost my sleeping hour. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> probably it's probably time to go. You're you're ready to go to bed. Well, I want to say thank you so much and congratulations thank on you. this beautiful book. I'm so excited to thank share you. it. Um, I'll have it's it in beautiful. the show notes. Thank Anywhere you. else you would love for us to go and check you out? Uh, in Instagram. Okay, I will. I will send you my. Okay, Instagram. I have the link. I have your link for Instagram ah, okay, as well. Okay. Cool. All so, right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful have a nice afternoon, I think. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Something that Tamara said today during our interview kind of really struck a chord with me. And that is that I feel we often forget to connect with our body and really tap into what our body needs. She spoke about location and how our body is really trying to tell us something when we are consistently experiencing things like anxiety or pain or migraines, right in that one particular area. Like, what is the body trying to tell you? You know, I have been getting migraines over the last couple of years after not having them for a long time. They started when I got pregnant and they have been relatively persistent. Although I will say here in 2023, they haven't been as often. But there was a time back in the summer and fall where I was having them, gosh, once a week, um, pretty consistently. And they always start in the cervical. And back in the day when I used to get them in my 20s, that was the case. And I was really aware, keenly aware, that it was the same spot, that location was speaking to me, that that there was a need that my body was speaking that I really needed to get to the root cause of. And one of the biggest drivers I, I learned in this whole experience of these migraines was that I was getting a significant lack of sleep <laughs> for a lot of reasons. And when I started really prioritizing my sleep, that means going to bed way earlier than I normally did, so that I made sure that I got the right amount of sleep, my migraines started to subside. And it was really my body trying to tell me that I was so sleep deprived 
that it was just driving this insane amount of pain. So as she was talking about this today, it really struck a chord with me about how we've got to listen to our bodies, how we've got to really pay attention to where is the pain coming from? Where is the discomfort coming from? Is it the diaphragm? Is it the shoulders? Is it the neck? Is it the stomach? Right? Where is it? And then how can we really tune into that? You know, really be not only attuned, but like physically touch that area, massage it, find out what's going on. Where's the inflammation? And the other thing that I really loved about our conversation was really asking our bodies, asking ourselves what we need. You know, how often are we doing that? I will tell you, (laughs) I'm not doing it that much. I have a lot of health habits. I am super consistent. It is like second nature to me, but I am not tuning into my body as often as I should. And in the sense that I'm not asking my body those questions. And so this is something that I'm really going to be taking home with me and doing every single night before going to bed and definitely in the morning before getting up and really doing my best to adjust as much as I can to what my body is needing. Now, in her book, The Power of Rituals, Small Habits, Big Changes for Your Well-Being and Health, Dr. Tamara offers a variety of powerful rituals that are designed to make us more attuned to our bodies and help us heal by tapping into our body more. So if you've been looking for some incredible rituals and having a big, incredible resource to do so, I think this book is fantastic. It's a great add to your collection, and I'm going to have a link to the book in the show notes for you to go and check out. Also, I wanted to just quickly remind you that today is the last day to enter the 500th episode giveaway here on the Essentially You podcast. We have been celebrating all week, and it's been so exciting and incredible to see the response from you, from my community. I'm so, so happy. Again, I'm giving away over $500 in prizes, and I have a feeling it could be you. It absolutely could be you. All you got to do is take a minute to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen in, and then go to drmarisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A.com slash 500 giveaway to enter to win. Now, all the details are going to be inside of the link, the giveaway link, in case you want to learn more, but it's super easy to do. We've had lots of people register already, lots of people in the giveaway. Again, I'll have the link in the show notes in case you want to go and learn more. But again, all you got to do is subscribe and rate the show, go to the link, and then follow the instructions there, and you are good to go. I will be announcing the three winners next Tuesday, March 14th, here on the show. So be sure to tune in as well to see if you are one of those three winners. All right. It was such a pleasure. And again, I hope you go and enter the giveaway and have an amazing day.